Welcome to our opportunity. This is Saratoga Best. Uh, actually, um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the series of Orpanini. <laughs> trying to remember all the different series. We are now into the tools that Hashem is giving us to fight the war. And the quick introduction is that every year, Bafi Lagani, there's a fairly practical tool, whether it's just a Kedusha or it's from the Sheker of the world is created a beam of the base of etc. And this year is unique in that it's very difficult to understand the practicality of Bafi Lagani this year. Last year was about war. The year before was about war. This year, as we're learning Tukshin Chaf Beis, um, we're also learning Tavshin Mem base, but Tavshin Chaf base, and we learned this Sicha in the year 2002, this Mimer. The focus is not on the war, but the for- focus is on the tools that we have been giving, given, the treasures that we've been given in order to win the war. So last year the focus was on, yes, you got, you have treasures so that you can win the war. And this year the focus is on, you have treasures and tools so you can win the war. So, let's look at um, hey, it's hey, which is where we're up to in Basil again. So, the level of Malchus to Atzilus. Imagine Atzilus, a place where Hashem's revelation is open, revealed. And imagine that, in that place, what's Malchus of Atzilus? When it comes time so to speak. I don't want to say time, but Hashem is totally visible in Atilus. But then you need to kind of make that kind of revelation available for the lower world, so to speak. So when you come to the lowest level of Atilus, the Malchus, the bridge that's going to bring it down, now you have a multiplicity, an existence with no limit, no number. You just can't count it. As it says, Marabu Masecha, Magadu Masecha. When you have open godliness, and then it's going to filter down into creation, so to speak, there are just so many of them. So many creations come from this level of, of, of Malchus of Atsilis. What is that? So imagine, after Atsilis, then filters down its energy, so to speak, to Bria, Yitzir and Asiya, through the bridge, then what happens? When all of that is funneled into, enclosed in Nal Deshkinta, I guess Nal means a shoe, slipper, the shoe of the Shina, so to speak, which is what? Angels. Okay, and specific malachim. This gives birth to, makes possible all kinds of different creations. These great revelate these great uh, creations on which we say Magadlu Masech. Wow, how great are your wonders, Hashem! It gives 
opens up the possibility for them. What do we really mean? The heavenly hosts. How wondrous are your revelations, are your creations, Hashem? We sort of mean the heavenly hosts. Let's underline that. Heavenly hosts. So, And why the greatness of Hashem you see with the heavenly host. Look up at the sky. Don't you feel, wow. Look at all those stars. Look at all those planets. Look at all those constellations. Look at the vastness of creation. Wow. You feel how great and multi- and, and, and um, expansive are your creations, Hashem. They're just billions and billions of stars or whatever the number is, or infinite numbers of stars. You ever see those videos where there's a man and he's taking a nap on the grass on a Sunday afternoon and the camera goes up, up, up. It's all in four minutes. Way up above, you can, until he appears as a, a dot and then it goes up through the Milky Way and beyond the Milky Way and beyond the constellations and beyond, beyond, beyond the solar system and beyond, 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 beyond and it keeps going on and going and going on. And you realize that not only is he in that little park a billions of billions of billions of billions of billions of all creation, but our whole solar system and this whole this whole solar system with Earth and Sun and our Earth and Sun and all that other stuff is just a tiny fraction of the whole thing. And it's unbelievable to watch it, how it's all, um, you know, you could see it happening sort of in four minutes, and then the camera comes all the way back down, 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 and it's very strange. So it comes back down to the fellow taking a nap on the grass in the park on a Sunday afternoon, and then it goes deep within to the molecular level of of what he's made out of, etc. But the Tzvashamayim, the heavenly host, gives us a sense of Magadu Masecha. Gadula, greatness, a lot. Hashem, you sure make a lot of stuff. Wow, you got a very productive factory over there, Hashem. Gadula, you, you make a lot of different things, don't you? And the creations of the heavenly host, that's real rebu, that's a real multiplicity. Like there's a lot, Hashem, you sure do make a lot of stuff, basically. On all of those creations of the heavenly host, etc. Oh, sorry, the earthly host, the heavenly host, Wow, that's a lot of stuff. And the earthly, the earthly hosts, you know, the army, the Sva, the, you know, yeah, hosts, the, you know, all the stuff in the heavens and all the stuff in the earth, that's a lot of stuff. Well, sure is a nice ocean. Wait, what did they say? They met the fellow in the Sahara desert, desert wandering and they said, what do you think? And he said, said, Sure is a nice, nice beach, but it's a long way to the ocean. <laughs> right? It, wow, Shen, you sure make a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in the heavens and a lot of stuff in the earth. 
So on that is called Marabu Masecha. In this, there's the union of this infinity. Not just potential actual infinity. So, okay. So what is this? So the Rebbe Marash has a mimer called Maim Rabin, you know, multitude, like many, many waters. And there's a Pusik. Lift up your eyes and see who created all of this. What does this all mean? You know, look, lift up your eyes and see the multiple, etc. This is the hispaninus, the deep hispaninus. I'm not going to call it meditation. That's demanded of every Jew. Lift up your eyes and see all this greatness and figure out who created this stuff. The Shiramalka's kind of talk. Perfect for her. Um, every Jew, it's demanded of him. Every Jew is expected to do this. Lift up your eyes and see the see what you see, the wonders of the world and the wonders of the heavenly host, etc., and the earthly host. And from that, come to understand. Because Shmaz lift up your eyes upward. And the Kavana is to come to Havaya If there's one statement that denotes all of Yiddishkeit, the most used, the most expressed statement of Jewish people throughout all of history, it's one and one thing alone. Shema Yisrael Hashem Alekeinu Hashem And it usually has been uttered at the most important moment of a person's life. Shema is Su Maramei Lift up your your eyes upward, so that it should bring you to Havai Echad, as it is in the highest form, all the way to the level of Antuchad, total unity. What we learned the other day in the season before the Antuchad Zalabachoshman, total unity. There is one thing we don't understand, though. How are you going to come to understanding the unity of, of and experiencing the unity with Hashem by lifting up your eyes and looking up? I would think you should look down. Look down. You're going to come to it by lifting up your eyes? So the Rebbe Marash says, by being told, lift up your eyes. Do his in the heavenly hosts. 
all the constellations, the stars, the moon, the sun, and all of those things. That's going to get you there. Um, those are the heavenly hosts on which it says, Magadlu Masecha, how great and multi, and, and how much multitude there is in your deeds. What does it bring you to? When you lift up and you perceive them all. Bali Dehachacha, it brings you to a proof. Shegam Svaha Aretz, Sheinam Kaimim, Beish, Elarak, Bemin, Hmm. Oh boy. So, what does it bring you to? So, let's just say, when we look, here the mimer is saying, we're going to um, just say it very generally, because just to be sure, when we do his bondedness in Svahashamayim, in the heavenly hosts, on the heavenly hosts it says Magadlu Masecha. I think on the earthly hosts it says Marabu Masecha. Interesting, right? One is Magadlu Masecha, those up there. And the creatures down here, the species down here is Marabu Masecha. Gadlu is a certain greatness. A rabbi masach is, there's a lot of them. There's a difference between there's a lot of them and there's greatness there versus there's a lot of them, but we're not focusing on greatness, but rather just how many there are. So, um, when we do his bondedness into Tzvashamayim, the Mimer says, on which it's, on whom it says, on which it says, Magadu Masecha, it brings us to a proof that the Tzvashamayim um, let's say, I'm not going to translate it. I'm not going to, I want to be sure. And that's why it says, it doesn't say on the species of the earth, it says, but there is some, when you look up, it, gives, it leads you to have a conclusion that you draw when you look down too. You look up and you see the greatness of the heavenly host. And then you look down and you see the multiplicity of the earthly host. And it dr- brings you to the conclusion, that there's infinity down here, too. Actual infinity. No limitations. You kind of feel it. When you look at the heavenly host and you realize that our constellation is just one constellation and there are so many and, and how huge the universe is and all that other stuff, it doesn't feel the same and there's a godlu greatness there that, you know, you don't necessarily experience through looking at the caterpillar. But there's bleak vol down here too. If the will of the Creator were, were to be that the world would exist, adli tachlis, without a purpose, I guess. So if Hashem wanted that, then the fact that 
these creations, you know, come out of the earth, etc. As it says, earth mimeniyata. These things that come out of the earth. How do you get your food? They grow out of the earth. Stuff comes out of the earth. Tyra says, the bread, the food that you eat comes out of the earth. And everything comes from the, from the earth, from the dust. So this earthiness, stuff comes out of it, so to speak. So, what would be, would be is, um, the thing, the creations coming out of the earth would be nimshechus would come out in an infinite way. Because there would be the creations coming out of the earth in a way of believable, no limitation. So it would be a proof. To it would be a proof that in this earth is the Kayach of Einsaif and infinity. Ella, but, but, that's only in potential. How do you know? Go to the plant store, go to the nursery. Some plants are annual, some plants are perennials. Some, they just last for one year. They do not last forever. Not everything lasts forever. You know, go try to, you know, grow a uh, an apple tree. It's not necessarily so easy. It requires a lot of work, and it doesn't always, you know, <laughs> what did somebody tell? She had this beautiful tree in the backyard, and and her husband said, there's just no room for it. You know, I'm going to do you a big favor. And no, no, please don't. Yeah, and, you know, as a birthday present or something, he said, I put it in the front lawn. Oh, no, please. And then you'll really enjoy it. And it, it, uh, it, it, it didn't, it was too traumatized. It just didn't take. After a while, that was the end of the tree. It just, it just didn't take to its new home. So not everything's so eternal. Potentially eternal. Everything that comes out of the earth is potentially eternal. But in actuality, some stuff you you got to plant new ones every single year. And um, you have to go to the store and buy bread again and again and again. You know, why don't I just take one wheat seed, put it in a pot? I'll never have to go to the store. It'll just be eternal food. Well, that's in potential, but that's not in actuality. Because every moment you're um, taking out and counting is being counted and taken out, limited stuff. Certain amount of wheat from the earth, and then you make it into bread, and then, you know, you don't have one, you don't have a lifetime supply of wheat from one time growing wheat in your field or in your backyard. The nice of Lizanne, not only that, there is in the earthiness bleakvul in actuality. Where do you see that? You see it. There is 
well, in actuality and certain things, infinity and certain things, what about the weeds? They just seem to go on and on and on, etc. But many other examples. The Chirene move on. It's something we don't understand. If you talk in a philo in the bleed how can there even be bleak vol, infinity, no limitation, in actuality, the uh, kayak, sorry, oh, I'm sorry, what I was saying here is, there is the union of bleak vol, in potential. There is the in-earthiness, the union of bleak vol, in potential. But the question is, how can it be that there's even bleak vol, in potential? How does that even happen? Bleak vol, in potential? Infinity and potential, no limitations. No limitations in potential. How does that happen? Because it is actually known, as it says, yeah, perhaps, and in Mor Nevochim, in Sefer Echekira, the Tzemachetetic, it's speaking about it's known. This idea of bleak rule, no limitation, can't come into being enclosed into the davar mugbal. You can't enclose bleak rule, no limitation, in something that's limited. You can't put unlimited into limited. The memar. Shabriya kula he if you want to say that the creation is limited from every side, wherever you look at the creation, it's limited. Come on, it's limited. If you want to say that, then you, if the creation is limited wherever you, whichever way you turn, the creation is limited. If that were the case, then you wouldn't be able, it wouldn't be possible to enclose in this world kayach dilti vul. Any kind of kayach that doesn't have a limitation. So is this world limited or not? It's limited. So how can you put an unlimited kayach in it? I mean, just pick one. It's an oxymoron. The Kavan Shinislabish Babriya Kaifiltipu. But in the creation, the what is enclosed? The Kayacha Bilti Gvul. Bilti The possibility for something that doesn't have limitations is embedded into the creation of the world and the creations. If that's the case, So it's gotta actually happen in actuality. The possibility for unlimitedness is has been embedded in these creations. So then it has to live up to its potential. And it's got to come out somewhere. The unlimitedness of the creations. By the way, I'm just going to say, such as where? Such as right now, the bodies of the Jewish people seem to be limited. They only last for a certain number of years, 120, 180. But our ultimate truth is infinite life, physical, in physical bodies forever. That's the real truth of how we're supposed to be living. It won't be for a limited few. 
That's the real truth of when we finally step into our potential and the world finally steps into its potential. So our real truth is our physical bodies are part of this physical world. And the Rebbe gives brachas all the time for Chaim Nisim Bli Hefek, physical life without a limitation. And for some people it's so far through Tchiyas Amesim. That's because this infinite Kayach that's, that is there in potential in the physical world got to actually be manifest, otherwise what's it there for? And it's going to be manifest. And it's going to finally step into its own. Um, the convention, um, the Ukafishim of Ayer, Sharoim, Shakrach Oblivvo, Bagam, the Poyoban Ivraim. And as it says, we see that um, uh, wow. <laughs> we see that that the infinite potential actually is expressed in the creations. They're not only potentially infinite, they really are supposed to be infinite. Time for that to be revealed. Because if what's called the this potential in the creations were were limited. If it were, and the unlimited potential was always just potential and never really got activated, then what? Imagine, like, we're always just infinite and it's always, we're sorry, everything's always, it could be fine, it could be infinite, but it's always just being finite, 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 finite. If that were the case, and it never broke out of that getting stuck and being finite, if that were the case, Azai, Hayatarach liyashilat ben nevrayim, ben ayam shenivroh Well, here's an interesting idea. Then it would be, if we were always stuck in finiteness, then it would have to be that the difference in creations between the day that were created, the day they are created, and then all the days after that, there would be a big difference. Bahari Ethan Yerushalmi, it says on the in Yerushalmi on the Pasuk, Ela told us This is the progeny, this is the story of the heaven and the earth when it's created, in its creation. Kevan Shebarn, because Hashem formed, created all these things, Hainu Shem Chazakim Kayom These things, the day that creations are created, they come from nothing to something. That's not called being limited. How do you come out of nothing? Nothing is supposed to stay nothing. <laughs> And something, supposed to say, stay something. If nothing becomes something, well, somebody broke the rule. Hey, you were supposed to say nothing. How did you become a something? That's the whole world. The whole world, at the moment of its creation, every single second that something is being created, it just had a rule broken. 
it was a nothing and it stopped and it just didn't keep on being a nothing. It just broke out of its nothingness and became a something. After it's once in the, it's in the world, then that's different. It's kind of like a new level. You know, when you first become a Balchuba and, you know, <laughs> very special times. And you have special kaisas, and not only that, people will uh, put themselves out for you very much to, you know, help you in the process, and, you know, you need money to go to school, and all this stuff. And it's very nice, you know, you can't expect people to keep it up all the time. And then once you're with the program, you're just like everybody else. You're like, what, are you asking me for money? I need <laughs> right? To get you there is one thing. After that, you're a regular person. Part of the community. Don't expect any uh, free gifts, so to speak. So it's the same thing with the creation. You were nothing. Now you were made into something at your first moment of creation. After that, you're just part of the world. No, part of the world. So um, um, so there, you're saying there would obviously be a difference between the day that the thing is created and all the other days after that. Now you're part of the world. But it says in Rishalmi, Ela told us because things were created by Hashem, and they're as strong as the moment when they were created. Things are as strong now as they were at the moment of creation. Without any change. That, Zehu Ininanitsi, that's eternity. In this we see that the Kayach of Bligvo, of infinity, is actually brought into the creations in real time, in actuality. Omnam. You could say, But you could say, the fact that these creations are as strong as the day that they, as, are strong, as strong now as the day they were created, that's not a proof on the Hislabshus Kayach That's not a proof that the Kayach of infinity of bleak vol is in them? Wow. <laughs> so they could have been strong some other way. Because, here's a catch-22, the creation keeps happening every single second. Okay, so here's a really good question. If you see creations that are very strong, are they strong because when they're first created, there's real power in them? And then it just continues, that real power, that bleak vol. Or are they strong because they're just created, and now they're just created, and now they're just created, and now they're just created? Is there with creations day two, three, four, five, six? Or is it everything only lasts for a split second and then it's created again? So everything's just being created at this, this moment. Everything's being born. You know, that's some, why somebody said, so why do you eat sprouts? Because it's baby energy and it's very powerful. 
was just born real power. So he sprouts. So you could say, what do you mean the world is being created every single second? It's just being born, so it has all that power in it. So um, as it says, Hashem, your word is always standing in the heavens. And what it means is, we have to say, we have to say that there's a difference between the Kayach as it was in the six days of creation versus the Chiddush as after that. Okay. Shari Amar Razal. Razal say, Sheshalu es something, the Kamayamim they asked a certain great tzaddik, how many days did it take for Hashem to create his world? Six days? Okay. So what's he doing since then? Six days to create the world. What do you do now? What's Hashem doing all day? Took him six days. And a lot of times since the six days. What's he doing all day? He's making shidduchim. Mizavik zidugim. Vim nemer shabul. Let's chidush hayashan. So, come up, gracious Sabbath. Hare ain of a gather shayla. Mao oise Not really quite. What is Hashem doing now? Mizemuchach. Shachidush hayashan is. Eino oise oisem. Hamshacha. Moshahaya b'shayas yimei gracious. Okay, I'm not going to touch this one. <laughs> I'll leave it to Rabbi Jacobson. You could say, the involve, I'm not going to say, what is Hashem doing? He's creating Zivugim, unity between everything, not just man and woman, but the unity of all things. The creations are as strong as when they're created. Like on Shesu Mebrashis, it proves that the Kayachapayal Benifal is in a way of Bligvul in actuality. And the Indian of Bligvul is brought into the heavens and the earth as they are after the creation, the Tzimtzum, and after the world of Atsilas, in all of that brought into the world of Briyatirazia, all the way down to Alamasia. And as the Rebbe says in the Sayyid Batsir, the Rebbe yet finishes. All of this is because the light is insight and bleakful. As it says in the beginning of the Sif, the reason why the light is a taste of, so to speak, the mar, the source of light. As is explained, if light is a main of the source of light, it obviously has no, it has the possibility of no limitation. And also, there's no before and after and causative effect and all of that. 
as the as the Rebbe Rashab explains in Tefres Samachav, that the Indian of R Ein Saif, who steer Minia Be, R means light means it's just a ray. And therefore, this gets a little cryptic, but it's bringing it to a conclusion. You can't say on light that it's ain't safe and truth. Because it can be ain't safe in how much it spreads out. If light is a ray, so doesn't the ray have to have an end? But it has meaning. It has something before it, etc. But the light comes from the mar, the source of light. As the Rama says about the Indian of shame, of name. The one who carries the name comes before the name. That's true. First you're born, and then they name you at Kriya you're not born with a name, or not, you're not born with a name that you know. The Baal Hashem, the creatures too, were given names by other Marishim. First they came into being, and then they were given names. First you're born, and then you get a name. Your name doesn't precede you. And together with this, the light is a main of the Ma'ar, of the source of light. And therefore, wow, it negates yesh l'tchila, the idea of yesh l'tchila, that it has something before it. So there's the possibility of nothing, something in the world become, coming from nothing. As it says there, at great detail, light is just a ray. And even higher than this, to see Shinikra Shain Bilvad, as it comes with a name. Remember, R, it, it's a word. R, light. It has to have a name. And higher than that, to see Shinikra as it's called with the name potential. Avalbi Yechailis, Zu, Yeshnogam, Yeshnokolin Yonim Shabbatis. In this potential, all the things are there in Asmus. You can't, you can't distinguish between the potential and Asmus. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is somehow telling us about the tools that we're being given to fight the war. By the way. And therefore, in light, we have the true union of it not being countable. With a number. Kedar Medida Bagbala. Light. We have the potential in light, the possibility of light of no limitation. Not just that it has no end, but even in this that it has no beginning. It has no causative effect. Cause and effect before it. And through this, we can have the existence of the creation. From this, we have the possibility 
Here we come to something, a drop practical, that we can make practical. This is what makes it possible for creations to feel like, I didn't come from anything. I am me, and nobody created me. And I don't have a beginning. I don't come from something. I am me. I don't have to come from something, okay? You know who says that? Pyro. I don't have to come from, I don't, you know, don't tell me I come from God and I come from a Yudke, Vavke and all that stuff. I am me. I just am. The whole essence of Kedusha is, it's all from Hashem. We are all from Hashem. And Paro, who's the opposite, says, I am me. Don't come to me and say, well, where do you come from, Paro? What do you mean, where do I come from? I made myself. That ability, that is the essence of yesh. The ability to actually experience, I am me and I don't have to come from somewhere or something. I don't have to have something higher than me. I am it. That ability for the creations of the world to experience that or for us to see that, that comes from all of this very high cryptic stuff that we just explained. Which means in a very simple, simple terms, if you go to Walmart, as if nobody ever, if you go to a stationery store, let's stop going to Walmart. Go to a stationery store. You buy a pack of pens and you buy a notebook. Go to Dollar Tree. No longer Dollar Tree, it's Dollar 25. Go to Dollar 25 Tree. Right? Dollar and a quarter tree. You ask the cashier, um, is there is there a prior source, a spiritual source to this notebook? She'll look at you and say, say what? <laughs> Honey, you feel like you need a rest maybe? Maybe you should go home and take a little bit of a rest. You'll be feeling better later. She thinks you're absolutely crackers. What do you mean, does this notebook, does this package of pens come from a, a spiritual source? What are you talking about? Text of pens. This is. So not only is there the possibility for creations to feel like, I just am. Don't ask me which source I come from. I just am. But when we look at the things in the world, we can easily feel they just are. Shalachain, and that's expressed by Shalachain Yechayla Liyoyt Al Yada Hisavasa Bria Shabagahar Gashasa Ein Latchila. This is enables this whole concept that we just discussed before. The way that the creations are brought into the world and the way they are brought. It, they are given the ability to think, feel, and, and show an, a non-truth. They're actually given the ability to feel that they have no beginning. It's not true that they don't have beginning. 
But creations in the world are created in such a style and a manner by Hashem, even though they come from nothing, they are given that ability to feel like, I didn't come from anywhere. Right. When you come from nothing, yesh ayin. It takes a lot of inner work to realize that the nothing that you come from is rich, not poor. The nothing that you come from is everything. It's not nothing. I don't come from anywhere. What do I care? I don't no, it doesn't mean literal nothing. It means, I don't know, little betachlis probably. Besides that when this nothingness is spread out down here in a way of insight. So we'll, this is the end of Sif Hay. Uh, so we'll come to the uh, fairly childlike conclusion, you know, my Lafianias Daiti. This is what it looks like. The way Hashem creates the world and the physical world, we're supposed to look up and see Magalu Masecha, look up at the heavenly hosts. And it gives us a recognition of what's going down here in the earth. But the way Hashem creates the creations, He gives them the ability to feel independent in an unholy way. I'm not going to say, or it gives them a sense of independence. It's very complex. It's not only complex spiritually, it's complex psychologically. Hashem embeds in the process of creation of all created things, they can experience and they can make us feel they don't come from anywhere. And it's the same, it's, a, it's, it's something very, very, very complex. And you would think, Hashem, it would have been so much easier if you just made everything with a recognition of its source. Right? Like fish. Fish recognize their source. They know they can't leave the water. That's their source. They know that. They know I need to be in the water. I depend on my source. Animals on the earth, I don't know. I don't need anybody and I don't need nothing and nobody. I'm fine by myself. It's like the feminine aspect versus the masculine aspect. The feminine aspect is more I'm dependent on, I'm the receiver, feminine energy. I depend on a source. And the masculine aspect is where I don't need nobody to tell me nothing, and right? I don't need anybody telling me anything. I know what I'm doing, and don't tell me where I came from, and all this other. I don't mean that's men, that's just masculine energy. So Hashem embeds that possibility in the world for his, for very, very important holy reasons. And isn't that interesting? That in as we speak, that's what we, that's the battle in the world. That's the battle in the world. The battle of a totalitarian plan by people who feel like I got enough money that nobody's going to tell me what to do. I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody's help. I have enough money 
to get my plan to buy off the whole world. Uh, that's it. I'm just going to buy whomever I want. I'm not going to even say. I'm not going to spell it out. I can buy what I want and whom I want. And with my money, I can get whatever I want. And I will succeed. That's the battle. And the evil really feels, Paro feels like that. I've got enough money, I can buy all the crops in the world, all the all of the real estate in the world, all of the this. I can buy Hollywood, I can buy the FBI, I can buy the CIA, I can buy the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, I can buy Washington, I can, I can buy it all. I've got enough money. And nobody's going to say no to me because they're under my control. And I'm going to win. That's the battle. And how is the evil? How is Paro? How is the Nachash Kadmani able to have this experience? Hashem created it with that possibility. And at the same time, Hashem is, is watching and going, ha, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how Americans, when you say, thank you, they say, uh-huh. So you can feel Hashem saying, uh-huh. So we say, Hashem, you're the source. The ayin doesn't mean an, an empty ayin. It means a rich ayin. Your very, very essence and your very power and, 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 Adin Kates. And we look forward to that oneness. If you're making zivugin, unity between us and between everything and everything, we're happy to be your soldiers. Be empowered with the tools that you're giving us and the treasures that you're giving us. It's a schluss. And the battle will be won. And we will be together in victory. You will be in victory. And the ability to now.